Welcome, guys, to episode three of the Overtime Show. This week, myself and Joe chatted to the general manager and one of the coaches of London Warriors, Simon Bucket, as well as linebacker CFD Crow and running back Dwayne Watson. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Overtime Show podcast. Um, I've had the pleasure of speaking to Simon Bucket over the last few days, and he's managed to get me... Um, Get me a few London Warriors players. So today with us, we've got Dwayne Watson, who's the running back uh, for the London Warriors. Uh, you've been playing with them for quite a long time, haven't you, Dwayne? Uh, since 2012. Yeah, 2012. 2012. Damn. Yeah, wow. A long time, a long time. And uh, Simon Bucket, um, so do you do like the kind of media side? Because I've seen you've done some journal um, like articles for the team as well. Uh, no, that's all uh, Rose that does our media. And she'll kill me if I claimed any of that. Oh, okay, okay. Than me. No, I've, I have two roles with the Warriors. I'm the general manager um, and I am a coach of the senior team and tend to generally help out with special teams these days, but bounce around a few positions. Oh, perfect. You're the guy who picks the team there. Yeah. <laughs> would, uh, where would Joe get in this team here? He's probably what? Boy, Joe, by five for six? We slot receiver? Five for six? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so I kick with shoes on. That's all you need to know. Kick return. <laughs> Kicker. Oh, okay. Put put me as a deep threat guy. I'll I'll be, I'll be guy, man. Just just throw me out there. So, What's going on? Nice to meet you, man. Hey, so um, so you've been with the team for about fifteen years, haven't you? About that. Yeah, yeah, quite a long. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's just get started. So um, Simon, being the general manager, um. You know, where did where did your passion for football come from, and, and how did you initially get involved with the team? Uh, so I started uh, playing football badly um, back in when I was about seventeen. Down, the, I grew up in Southampton. Started playing down there. I uh, went to university, played um, at Plymouth University, um, powerhouse of, of British football, um, or powerhouse of playing football in the rain and hail. At least. Um, then when I moved to uh, London for you know work purposes, um, it was a case of finding. I was playing for the Oxford Saints at the time, but it was a case of finding the London team really, and it was a choice between uh, the Warriors or the Blitz. Um, myself and one of our infamous or famous, however you want to put it, uh, former slot receivers, Mark McGowan. Um, we both went to university together, and, and we were both playing at Oxford, and. and got to the point of like we we can't travel two and a half hours to practice games it's just it's ridiculous um so we went to a training session at the blitz i uh, didn't like it i uh, went for a training session at the warriors um were welcomed with open arms by tony allen jerry anderson marvin allen and all of the players um some of the old old guard that used to be the tumors aerials moses um well before Dwayne's time of joining us and I think Crow might still have been playing for the under-12s when I was first there. Not that he, that bothered him at all. The amount of stick that that, that kid would give the senior players was impressive. <laughs> Figured he'd always grow up to be a pretty decent player with the attitude he had. Um, but yeah, I um, I mean, was never the greatest player ever. Um, played a bit of corner, a bit of safety and then um, moved into coaching. Uh, I basically, as many players do, end up breaking something, uh, mm. ankles in my case, and knees. Um, and Adam Dirty got me onto the coaching side of things. Um, hell of a guy to learn football from. Um, 
and yeah, so that was probably back in about 2011, I think. Um, so I've been with the senior team since we started as a senior team. Before that, the program was very much a junior team and winning championships all over the place. And then basically the guys grew up, wanted to continue competing um, and went from there. So yeah, I've been coaching since 2011, um, been there ever since and, and took over the general manager role uh, fairly recently. It started in 07, right? Senior team did, yeah. The junior yeah. teams um, were around a bunch before that. And that's what the Warriors are really built out of. Um, and you kind of go in, in fits and spurts a bit as you do, but we're, we develop from the, the, the kids, as it were. You know, and now we, we have everything from cadet flag, um, which is under the 11s, 12s, right the way through to seniors. We've got women's teams all the way through as well. Wow. Um, and we like to... We've we've got a bit still a bit of work to do to to get it all right, but we like to the almost the senior team to be a byproduct of the entire program. You know, if you're it, Crow's a great example of this. You know, you should be uh, we should be taking people from the juniors all the way through, and then eventually by the time you get to seniors, you know enough football to uh, really be a, a bit of a terror in uh, British football. So um, Crow, do you uh, do you see yourself kind of sticking around with the team after you finish playing? Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, like I grew up in the area, so um, my local team, I've never had to travel far to get to them. Um, yeah, they kind of like built my identity to a certain degree, like growing up and playing for the Warriors, um, it definitely is an identity. So um, 100%, like I'm already kind of doing some coaching. I've done some coaching over the last couple of years, so it's something I'm going to uh, 100% uh, keep doing um, once I retire, maybe in the next few years or something. Did you have like family members that originally got you into the game? Because I mean, you know, American American football is quite a quite a weird sport for the UK people to play. I'm sure if you if you asked a, a group of school kids, not many of them would say they'd want to play it. So how did you kind of originally get involved in it? Yeah, hundred percent. So um, my older brother um, bought an American football from like JJB Sports. I don't know if you even remember what that shop was, but yeah, JJB yeah. Sports. Um, and me and like, a bunch of my guys at the school, uh, a bunch of my guys at the school, just like throwing it around, like kind of messing around or whatever. And one of our one of our PE teachers actually played football in the states. Um, he went to like college on like, a volleyball scholarship or something, but he played football as well. Um, and he knew the local uh, coach, which happened to be Jerry Anderson. Yeah. Um, he invited him down. Um, he had a look at us or whatever, and was like, "Yeah, you guys want to come come down Warriors and that." And then so me and my older brother. And maybe like four or five of us went there. Um, and yeah, then obviously the rest is history, I guess. But none, none of the other guys, I think I'm the only one that actually like, stayed out of the original guys from my school that went. My little brother played for, my little brother played for a little while as well. He played for like the junior team and that. Um, but yeah, all, all my brothers have played for, for the Warriors at one point or another. Oh, cool, cool. So it's a family tradition. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and how about you, Dwayne? When did you get started in the team? Um, so I was going to Buckinghamshire New University um, from, I think it was about 09, 2012. So obviously Freshers' Fair, I was walking around, I wanted to do sports anyway, but I was walking around like the Freshers' Fair and everything and um, I just saw some boys over there, they were saying, do you know, like they sort of sized me at the time and they said, oh, do you want to kind of play American football with us? I didn't actually know the thing in this country, um, but I did grow up. Well, I watched a lot of broken movies and things like that. So obviously I was inspired from pretty early. And um, even in like high school, um, we used to kind of like mess about with like the rugby ball, trying to throw it as an American football and everything. So I guess 
it kind of started from there. Um, had a few decent games in my like, little university career. Um, I think Vern actually messaged me. Vern and Kay actually messaged me um, saying they want to come to the Warriors. And obviously, it was like, actually, at the time, it was called the Cobras. So I was like, I, I knew nothing, pretty much. Um, one of our coaches at BNU, he played for Blitz. So naturally, I kind of warmed to that side. Um, similar to Simon, I had a training session with Blitz. I had two, um, awful. I just thought, no, nah, these guys aren't for me. No disrespect to them, but it is what it is. Um, came down to Warriors again, it was kind of like open arms. So yeah, from then on, I guess it was just a love that I just wouldn't kind of progress with. I yeah. did wonder if you were going to drop in who recruited you there, Dwayne. Yeah, I had to, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I'll, I'll tell you what as well, Vern's very proud of that recruit. He's very proud of recruiting you and Raymond. Who Ray, is yeah, of course. Sizable running back. Yeah, to be fair, Mark actually did message me as well. Um, and I played against Portsmouth Destroyers. I can't remember who I spoke to, but that was like, oh, come towards, come towards. And I was like, again, I knew nothing about them. Um, where you were? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah, me and Dwayne played each other. There's a picture of me like tackling Dwayne and him fumbling the ball. So, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. oh. might need that picture. Yeah, <laughs> the Warriors might need that picture, mate. <laughs> yeah, nah, how does it feel? Dwayne, to... We played Dwayne before, um, before like he that's before he was at Warriors. I remember Dwayne being a bit of a monster still, like. Both yeah. sides of the ball as well. He was a bit of an animal. And we were just like, yeah. Then someone told me, oh, yeah, he's coming down to Warriors. I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good pickup. How, how does it feel to play for a team that has, you know, developed talent like F.A. Abada and you've had Vernon Kay play for you? Like, does, does it feel like you're playing for like a proper, like a proper team, not just like a, a squad of people that kind of turn up at the weekends? Yeah, kind of. It's like, obviously, we've always been different from from maybe other teams in, in the UK. There are some exceptions, obviously, but on the whole, like, and let's not take anything away from the other guys that play in the country because to play football in the UK, you've got to love it because on mm. the level of like, the league's not that great. Um, so I rate them all. But um, as far as like, the attitude in British football, like you have to be different to play for Warriors um, and to the extent maybe a team like Blitz as well and maybe some other, like Tamworth potentially as well. But um, yeah, so it's different. It's, it's, a, it's a profession. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of the guys um, that I played with, like myself included, have played in Europe professionally. Um, and that's kind of, and, and all, play, all gone to the States or like FA, like you said, like it's about developing and, and going as far as you can go. And it's about taking it serious. It's not just rocking up on a Sunday. And that's not to say that we're not, we're not like a tight knit team, because again, like we are tight, probably tighter than other teams because we've been through a lot together and you grow mm -hmm. up together and then potentially like some of the experiences you've had growing up um, create that kind of like shared. And even though I'm mixed guys on the team, like even someone like Simon as well, like he's a, he's a good example. Like he's from Southampton, like he's, do you know what I mean? He's like middle class, like people <laughs> like, like him still, do you know what I mean? It's not as if like, oh yeah, you have to be from a certain area to play for South. For, to, to play for Warriors or have this particular attitude, you don't. You just got to come willing to work in that, and that's something that everyone there enjoys and, and takes pride in. And, and Warriors, you can see from their display pictures on, on, on Instagram or whatever, like everyone takes pride in the fact that they've played um, for the Warriors, and, and yeah, myself included. Yeah, we spoke to some uh, London Olympian players a couple of weeks ago, and they were saying the exact same things that you know it's a brotherhood for them, and that it's not just like you say turning up at the weekends. It's you know coming and you're, you're part of a team and you you put yourself on the line for each other and um, 
I, I think it's a fascinating um, playing American football in the UK. Um, so what is the, you know, kind of the general process like for a new player? Like, how does he kind of get put into a position uh, for someone who's never played before? Can we have that one? Um, yeah, yeah, anybody. So we've, this is something that we're, we're, we're working on at the moment, to be honest with you, because uh, success breeds success. I think it was Jerry who said that to me once upon a time, Jerry Anson. Um, and the more championships that we win or the more championships that the women's win or the juniors, the more people want to play and play specifically for the Warriors. Um, this then brings a challenge because one, just the sheer amount sheer volume of people that come in, you know, we can't run a general practice session on a, on a Sunday in January with everybody who wants to try out because it's, we're talking hundreds of people, um, which means you then have to work out how do you do that extra sessions? Then what are you testing? Cause you'll get everyone who's never played football before who have seen a Super Bowl or seen the Warriors play or seen something gone. Yeah. I'll give that a shot through to players from other teams that want to transfer. Um, try and work out in a two-hour session how you run drills that run that uh, work for that different levels of abilities is difficult to say the least. Um, the reality is some uh, won't make it at this level, and that's not to say the Warriors level is more to say the Premiership level, um, and need to start um, elsewhere. Um, and then there are some that will transfer to us and, you know, we do sometimes see people who come in and say, oh, I was a, the classic one is I was offensive lineman in, in university and you get to senior football and you're like, nope, you're tiny. It's not happening. Yeah. Uh, you need to rethink that. Um, you need, you're a fullback or you're a running back or you're a slot receiver or whatever it is. Um, some body types lend themselves to whatever the lineman is a classic one. You know, um, if you've got people who turn up who want to play wide receiver and can't catch, then you're going to be a defensive back. That's how uh, Crow ended up as a defensive back. He's now going to unmute himself and tell yes, me. Yes, that's on. not true in any way. <laughs> um, actually, we do have problems with the moment. The offense is trying to poach him as a receiver and I'm having none of it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it is a challenge. Um, we're finding more and more that we're getting more experienced players coming and join the Warriors. Um, great example, I think, would be fairly recently, we had James Armar join us, um, who came in from Bristol. Um, mm. He was moving, I think, from Bristol to, to London. Uh, came and joined us at middle linebacker, um, partially because he was fed up of getting run over by Dwayne. Uh, direct quote. Um, <laughs> I remember him many times. <laughs> he said, you've taken too much tread off his tyres and he had to do something about <laughs> it. Um, but, you know, that's a classic example. You know, he can come in and fit in, knows football, intelligent player, um, and can fit in well to our system, which is great. But you just have to work hard. The, the, the key to new players, and the, the guys will attest to this as well, whether you have come in as an experienced player or you're just a raw talent who's, you know, you can, you can flat out run or you can flat out hit or whatever it is, I have to understand, you just, you're very unlikely to have a starting spot on the Warriors straight away. Not just Warriors, I would imagine Tamworth Blitz and all of that as well. Um, you're going to have to learn your craft, you're going to have to learn your trade, you're going to have to learn plays, you're going to have to learn everything. And that may mean that you're coming up through special teams. It may mean that you're just playing second, third string for a, a couple of years. Um, and you've got to get ready for that and then, then pick it up from there. So 
it's interesting to see the arc of players as they go. Stu Malloy, who's our slot receiver at the moment, our starting slot receiver is a great one for that. You know, was on special teams and in second string for a long time, and now I doubt whether we could survive on offense without him. I suppose you guys have got like very, very high standards because you've been absolutely dominating the league for the past, uh, what is it, like six or seven years now. You've, you've won the Brit Bowl straight. So you've, you've got a lot of high standards to keep up. And with all these new players coming in, like you say, you have to really kind of hone in and focus on who you're, you're starting. Yeah, you do. But you've also got to keep an eye out because you can't say, oh, only if you've had two years experience can you come to this team because what if FA turns up? Mm-hmm. And then you just then you're cutting that kind of talent out. So it's it's difficult. Um, it's a good difficult. It's a good problem to have, um, but it's not it's not easy. Um, but what you'll see is when you get players come in, um, take a Josh Amys who came in. Guys, when did Josh start? Three years ago? Four years ago? Yeah, about, about that. yeah. But so he came over from Andover. I don't think many of us knew who he was. Um, you know. Not the tallest guy I've ever seen. Not the biggest guy I've ever seen. Uh, very quiet. Um, yeah, and he used to play for Andover. And we're like, okay. And it turns out he's the best safety this country's seen in a while. Certainly yeah. free safety. Yeah. Um, sorry, Crow. Uh, Crow's a strong safety anyway. Um, and, like, I remember seeing what's session three, maybe. He's running around causing havoc back there. Gets a couple of picks and all this. I remember, Crow, you might not remember, but you and Speedy, um, one of our other players who's in Europe at the moment, and a couple of the offensive guys, I don't think it was Dwayne, it might be, might be Ian or something like that, came up and just like, who's this guy? I was like, and it was, who's gold helmet? Because nobody actually yeah. knew him at the time. Uh, I remember I remember his gold helmet. You remember that gold helmet? We got that Literally really flying cool. all over the field. I was like, who the hell is this person? And that's how you make an impression at the Warriors. It's, it's more about that, like, the amount of people who you set through, like, yep, okay, you're in. Yeah, you're and Not that we're unfriendly to anyone, but when you st- when that starts as a new player, yeah, it's I think, Yeah, and I think even if you look at, like, our starting lineup over the last, like, five or six years, like you said, like, it's never, ever been the same. Like, there, there, are, there are a few players that have always stayed there, 100% mm-hmm. there are, and players that have gone to Europe, then come back and so on. Um, but it's, it's different every single year, and that just, that just kind of shows, yeah, actually, we have two new players. Like, if you can play... 100% like we'll start you there's no like favoritism or anything like that like everyone's been benched like everyone's been benched it's never like that so um it's it's yeah it's, it's not a thing of oh you have to play for this team for a certain amount of time and like you said Josh is a perfect example but or any any player on our team is, is a perfect example mm. yeah uh, I, I sh- should have introduced at the start um this is my co-host Jeremy um he's gonna kind of delve into more of the technical side of your um of your of your guys game yeah, I'm going to pick your guys' brains now. This is going to get interesting. Uh, Technical side, we just give the ball to Dwayne and tell him to run forwards. Yeah. <laughs> well, the entire uh, offensive playbook, isn't it, Dwayne? <laughs> well, uh, we'll start with Dwayne then. Um, if you had to describe yourself as any running back in particular, are you more of a beast mode? Or are you a bit more of an Alvin Kamara? What are no, you going to do I'm definitely, I'll definitely consider myself to be more of the Marshall Lynch type running back. I think everyone knows I was going to say that anyway. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really shy away from tackles. No, honestly, I kind of welcome it. Um, I think when I first started getting into the game, I used to follow Stephen Jackson, who's played for the um for the St Louis Rams at the time. 
And I remember his fullback said that he's a running back with a linebacker mentality. So I heard that and I thought, yeah, that's definitely me. Like, I've, I've always worked on the contract. Um, but I'm not someone that just runs straight and just takes a hit. Sometimes I might have a special move or two. Um, but yeah, that's that's objections. But um, yeah, I feel like I'm that type of person, that type of running back. Um, yeah, I was trying to have fun with it, in all honesty. Um, I don't really try to overcomplicate things. I see someone, I'll just try to hit them or try to escape them. So what you're basically telling me, Dwayne, is you pulled off a full beast quick runs. I'm, I'm expecting to hear you pulled off a couple. I feel like I have. I'll let Simon answer that one. I definitely feel like I have um, at least three or four games this season. Uh, yeah, moving on to you, uh, Crow, is there um, anyone in particular who you try and model your game off? Um, obviously, it's a strong safety you're more... I wouldn't say forgotten about, but when it comes to safeties, there's more, you know, we used to talk about the free safety, the guy comes down into the box is the guy who usually gets the, the nickname, really, of the, the press. Is there anyone who you really try and model your game off? Not really, no. I mean, there was a, like, I didn't really, honestly, I didn't actually watch that much the NFL when I was playing when I was younger. And like, the guys I looked up to were the guys on the team, um, as opposed to NFL players. Um, but I've always liked, anyone who can play in the box, 100%, that's something I enjoy. It's something I, I'm like best at, I feel like. I'm best when I'm in the box because um, I'm quite physical as well. Um, but yeah, like, I like I've always liked Polamalu. I thought he was I thought he was serious, man. I really liked his stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know, not really to be honest. Like yeah, I just appreciate appreciate players what they can do, and, and every player can do something a bit different. So it's not really yeah. Maybe there was one guy on our team called Ariel um, who's been back and forth um, over the last couple of years, and he played in Germany for a bit. Um, he when I was younger, that was the kind of player I wanted to be like. Um, because he was a he was a yeah hard nosed safety man. He was good. Yeah, no, just um, sounds well. I'm going to ask you. Um, I come from a rugby background, so when I tackle someone, I don't really usually get off and you know, you know, let them know that I've hit them. Um, something I see a lot in American sports is when someone gets absolutely craned, and you you, you know you might have give up something like thirty odd points, they, like the showboat almost like. So have you ever absolutely you know, cream someone where you know, really hit them hard and then you, you get a little bit boisterous, get a little bit little bit of swagger going? hundred percent. And I think that's like, that's part of the game, but that's not, you say, you say it doesn't happen in rugby, but I don't know where you played rugby, but I played rugby as well when I was growing up. Um, we played a bunch of that against like all the Croydon schools, like John Fisher and Whitgift. They're like big schools. Um, and they spoke a lot of smack as well, like in games. Um, so I don't know. It was, I don't think it's, it's just in football, but definitely I think like, Talking, talking smack or whatever in a game, like it, it adds, it gives you more confidence. And it's, I don't know, it's just like when you're on the field, it's like kind of, it's like a little war zone. Do you know what I mean? It's a little like mm. everyone's talking, everyone's talking, and um, sometimes it escalates, sometimes it doesn't, whatever. But I don't know, yeah, I think it's a pretty natural part of the game. And I don't think I've ever played in a game where I haven't done it and someone else hasn't done it. Um, yeah. Didn't we yeah. ban you from playing rugby, Kurt? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> He turned up once with an injury and we went, that's the end of that. <laughs> um, just going to go to you, Simon. It's like, um, I take a lot of interest in um, when teams succeed in the NFL. I, I take a lot of interest in like why they succeed. So it's no surprise a lot of teams when they do win, usually got great ownership group, great management, great coaching staff, great quarterback, almost as a great spine. Is that something you would say the Warriors is like one of the keys behind your success is every level of the institution of the club is just tech box, perfect exactly the way you want uh no because i don't think we are that i don't think we are perfect all the way through um and i think it the 
the only point that we decide that we are will be the, the first time you realize that we're not long, no longer there. I think if you accept that you're perfect, you will then fail fairly quickly. Um, every year we've got something to work on. Um, this year <laughs> wasn't even an exception. We may not have been doing anything on the field, but we've been working very, very hard off the field um, to try and get things um, improved. Um, Tony Allen, our head coach, is the one that always says uh, every time we get on the practice field, we try and be 1% better. And we try that all the way through. It's, um, it's a mantra that we use. The, what makes us strong is two things, I think. Um, no, it's more than two, but I'm going to pick on two. One is our coaching staff. Now, that's a bit of a uh, thing to say, considering I'm part of the coaching staff, but I'm going to pick on you know Tony Allen, Marvin Allen, Jeff Brown, Matt Bruckner, Adam Dirty from from the past, you know. So no, and I'm, I'm missing people. We've got Errol Mohammed in there, Ian Jacket with the receivers. We've had Jeremy Sims in there. Like these are great players from past. Um, Jerry Anderson, I've missed out there, um, and our phenomenal coaches, um, Jim Tom Sula, who for a very small time was the head coach of the 49ers, described Tony as the greatest talent evaluator in football he's ever seen. Uh, and that goes through everything. He understands football, he understands who to put where, why, how, um, and what to do. There is great coaching staff there. There is then a great culture. And that comes on mainly from the players that don't come from the coaches because they're great players, right? And the culture is hard work. The culture is, if I ain't working hard when people aren't looking, I'm going to get my ass handed to me and I'm going to get cut. And I'm going to get embarrassed. And we ain't going to win. Um, and that is through and through. Like we get a lot of questions from people, teams, organisations. Anyway, you know, oh, how do we, how do we do what the Warriors are doing? How do we do that? Like, oh, we've, you know, I remember at uni, like we've organised a gym night. It's like brilliant. Do your players want to go to the gym? Like you, you can't. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make it drink. But we don't. We have a cu culture that makes us competitive. And that's, I think, the, the, you know, that spine you're talking about. Yeah, we've got a great quarterback. That helps, absolutely. Um, yes, we've got great coaching. That helps, absolutely. But the culture at our level of football, when nobody, nobody's getting paid, in fact, quite the opposite, um, is what makes us the success that we are, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's something I always find interesting is when, um, obviously you guys, you are the, you, you've been the best for quite a while and you do get the best players, but it doesn't always translate that the best players equal success. So it, it is impressive to sit and watch every year. They just seem to churn out great, good team, great team, great team, great team. It just, you know, that level of consistency is something I think a lot of people don't appreciate because I think when people say, oh, you've got all the best players, especially at an more amateur level, they're like, well, it's a lot easier. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to touch on this and let, let the guys talk on it. People yeah. think because they see us win every year, they think it's easy for us. They think that we go around and just like, we could roll out of bed and, and Dwayne could just carry the ball and win. And, and Crow could just run around, pick the ball off or hit a few people. And that'd be that. And, you know, the Warriors go home again. And that, that was all it was. Um, so I'll hand over to the other two and, you know, talk through a bit of the hard work that you go through that nobody sees. Yeah. I would, I would definitely say in response to you saying, you guys get the best players, like that just, I just don't think that really happens in terms of, oh yeah, like the best players decide to come to us because if like, if we're, it's just, it's just like players come to us and they get developed as players. Um, and that's the same for like, I could talk about any, 
any player on our team, any starter on our team that's now really good, they weren't always that way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You can even look at someone like Jerome, who now is like arguably one of the better QBs in, in Europe, um, like European born, like he's really, he's, he's decent, do you know what I mean? But there was a couple of years where he was struggling to do anything, do you know what I mean? And, and it's the same with any other position as well. Like I wasn't, like I was pretty, I wasn't that good for when I was at my youth, like youth days, I've missed tackles, I do a lot of, do you know what I mean? And, and, and Warriors definitely developed me and that could be the same for any, any player on our team. So I don't think it's necessarily accurate to say that we just get the best players. Um, and also, Sam was talking about like a culture of like competitiveness and, and hard work and, and like going to the gym and, and training is something like, me and the DBs for the Warriors, like we're rocking up, um, we're, doing, we're doing field sessions three days a week outside of training, do you know what I mean? Like that's off our own back, like after work or whatever, like we're, we're banging like foot drills and like sprints and, and, and just agility and, and so on. And it's the same with people like Dwayne who's like lifting weights or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're handed anything or, um, yeah, it definitely, definitely doesn't feel like that when we're training and when we're playing games at all. It feels like it's, it's a struggle. Um, and even when we're winning by 50 points, it's a struggle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Um, even when we've been up by quite a few points, obviously we're always going to point out the mental mistakes that we are making. Um, it's never just going to be, oh, we're winning and that's it and everyone should be happy about that. It's never that. There's always a learning experience. Um, going back to both Simon and Corey's point of view, um, <laughs> like, I, for example, I started and I didn't start on the field till, what, my third season? My third or fourth season. Like, it, it's really crazy competitive. Um, everyone was fighting for a, um, a starting position. Um you had to literally grind the workout and you have to have a really, really big love for resilience because otherwise you're not going to last. I mean, the first season, I, I don't think I stayed the full season because I was like, oh, no, it's not for me. But it was, I just wasn't built for it at the time. And um, it's massive learning points, massive building development and everything else like that. And when you see people around you winning and um, being collaborative and actually wanting to do better, like that's the coach that you want. Again, it's being better 1% each day. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I took from it from the, from early doors. And it will humble people as well. We've seen it. Like, Dwayne's touched on it a little bit there. He didn't last the whole season, but came back fighting strong. But there are people and decent players, decent names that have come into the Warriors and, and gone, nah, 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 nah. I'm, I'm a star. Mm. It's like, not on this team. Like, no one is really. It's like it's the team's the star, and it does. People get a bit of a culture shock, and they either love it or hate it. I think that we do things um, a little bit differently, uh, but I wouldn't change it. I definitely wouldn't. Something, um, sorry, I, I just want to say um, we, we've got about seven minutes left. Um, something I just quickly want to touch on. Um, so you guys have a team as a team, have ventured into the European League a couple of times. Um, do you think this will continue in the future? And how has it kind of been affected by, uh, by COVID? Um, uh, we're not playing. It's the answer to the second part. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, you, do, you see, do you see in the future, like, kind of trying to improve those um, connections with the European Leagues and trying to get back into it again? The connections are difficult. Um, so it's all run through IFAF and um, BAFA and things like that. So it's a little bit out of our hands um, from a management point of view. Um, you win 
and then you're told you can play and then they tell you who you're playing and, and all that. there are a few more steps in between and there is some control you have you know they're not going to say to you great you're now playing four teams in eastern europe across a five-week period good luck paying for it it doesn't it's not that bad um but it, it there are so many hurdles to playing european football that aren't anything to do with football cost logistics um players you know these guys Dwayne and, and um, Crow both have jobs. I have a job. You know, we can't travel on a Thursday ready for a Saturday morning game. Sometimes we can't even travel Friday. It's difficult. You know, we played in Europe before we played um, the Swako Raiders down in Austria. And we got on a, our uh, gents, how long was the coach drive? 23 hours. 23 hour coach ride, right? Because that was the affordable way of doing it. Um, we, we want to play European competition. Absolutely. Who doesn't? It's fun. It's competitive. Uh, it's a new thing. You know, we were we were supposed to play in May, as you say. COVID killed everything mm. um, when it comes to football. We were supposed to play the Paris Flash on the 11th of May, and we were in practice from December, November yeah. this time last year. You reckon, guys? Yeah, never yeah, so much. Because Paris Flash are no joke. We you don't get ready for them. Like then you get your you get whooped. Yeah. Um, but that's the logistical side of it from, do we want to play there? I'll let the guys answer that. Yeah, I think, I think obviously, like, even if you look at our roster of, like, starting players last year, you'll see most of them played in Europe at some point, like, yeah. uh, professionally, um, because it was something they wanted to do. They wanted to play at a high level. But, like, there are lots of obstacles in the way, um, not just financially. Uh, well, we yeah, obviously mostly financially, but in terms of the league itself, the league seems to put up a lot of barriers um for promoting the game like commercially in this country um yeah. it doesn't and i've i've heard all the reasons as to why they say they do it um as far as bringing like professionality into the game and it does and they just you just have to look at like other european models of football whether it's finland or italy or any other country like it is very sustainable over a long period of time whilst promoting the domestic game but there's this like assumption that as soon as you do that the domestic game is going to fall off and it's just ridiculous i mean it's done nothing but hurt us for the last 10 years or whatever um and so i think realistically until that changes it's going to be a struggle every year to play in europe like financially because who can who can afford to pay to pay that like even just the entry into the league in itself is money and then getting every player to go not every player can pay the money like demographically like where are you from in london like you're not going to have like high income background players so so on like yeah just baffer has just put up a lot of roadblocks and it's very frustrating as like someone who cares about the game um and anyone on the team will tell you that as well yeah, I mean, that's, you kind of just answered my second question there about, you know, the, the majority of teams in, in, in Europe play semi-professionally um, and it kind of sucks that you guys aren't able to. Um, but do you, do you think, you know, come when COVID finishes, do you think that will kind of change? Do you think maybe the American football leagues in, in, in the UK will be recognised a bit more? But it's not, it's not about them being recognised. It's about there's there's genuine like buffer like rules like criminal from wrong, Simon that stop us being like a professional like commercial outfit outside of being a charity. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, we can take money from whatever donors we want, but it's not like in Finland where there's there's restaurants and car companies and so on sponsoring these teams because they know there's yeah. there's a, there's, a, there's a vested interest, there's a commercial interest because the games are being streamed on TV. Like there's there's a bunch of signs around the stadium where it's like oh buy this car, buy that, whatever. So it's like, it's, 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 every, it's, it's beneficial for everyone. But if, if it's just a charity, it's like pro bono work. Do you know what I mean? It's like these, 
whatever money we receive as as warriors is just is just charity at the end of the day it's not like oh we're like it's a genuine commercial interest and everyone knows that like i mean it's capitalism man like (laughs) money makes the world go round. so Mm. unless unless there is a a commercial interest for people to sponsor us it's not going to happen and until baffa removes those roadblocks it's not going to happen like covid or not so the blocks essentially baffa say you can't have a, a paid player um be honest with you not interested at the moment i don't think there are paid players across europe who aren't as good as the guys who pay to play here um there are some challenges with european football and how it crosses over with baffa and and the um commercial side of it i think we can get past them i think there are ways and means we it's just difficult yeah yeah uh i'm i'm sorry to cut you guys short um you know, as we were really getting into conversation there, you guys are more than welcome to come back in the future if you want to uh, continue speaking about uh, American football. Um, any kind of final thoughts you guys wanted to, to add or, or social medias that you wanted to promote? It's on the Warriors page. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the details of those so you can tag them, but I'll leave it to the guys to close. Okay. Yeah, appreciate appreciate it. And nice having, nice having a conversation with you guys as well. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll speak to... Um, to you guys again in the future and you're more than welcome to come back cool man appreciate, oh, appreciate it. it thank, thank you. you thank you guys have a good evening thank you